We're talking about do you talk to yourself about yourself? Let me first introduce to you guys who are going to be sitting here tonight. Uh, she hails from the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina, and she's been doing a lot of work out here in the public sector, you know, and uh, we, we're just so happy she's taking time out of her busy schedule to be here with us tonight. And to, to she's going to sing a, a, a A and a B selection. And then we gonna uh, move on with the program. We got offering coming up, and uh, she's here. Y'all welcome. Off limits. Make A B C D E F G. Are you 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 just not gonna say the rest of that? <laughs> <laughs> I went past. Work. I went past the B selection. I went on the C D E F G. Got you. Uh, okay. Uh, hey, 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 Alphabets. How hey, you geez. doing? I'm great. All right. That's good. That's good. That's good. You had a good week? I did. I had a great week, weekend. All right. All How right. about you? Pretty good, man. Uh, I, I'll tell you about it in a minute. Let, let's get this other guy here. Uh, he hails from the mean streets of Chicago. Uh, former drug dealer, uh, kingpin. Ooh. Let me let me correct my terms before he he send them, them boys after me. Former kingpin, uh, turned uh, reverend. Uh, he's here tonight to share some Amen. Life and to Amen. give y'all a couple A and B scriptures. Uh, Amen. Jay Bizzle is here. What's up, family? What's going on? Hey, How you man. doing, Pastor? I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> Just That's doing what I can do when I can do it. Just doing the Lord's work, huh? Hey man, that's it. That's it. Somebody oh, got to do it. And hey, might as well be you. Might as well be me. Might as well be me. Oh, before uh-huh. we get started, real quick, got to shout out my son, man, JC. Today's his ninth birthday. Oh. He gave me permission to come put in some work tonight, so I appreciate you, son. You got a key. Uh-huh. <laughs> Happy birthday. Man, yeah. You got a key. Where you get a child? Nine years <laughs> Right, nine bro. years ago, <laughs> <laughs> two kids, yeah. two kids. What? Papa was a rolling stone. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. But wherever he, he made his hat was his home. And we die. That's that B selection right there. Is it right there? Go, go ahead. That's that B selection. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness, man! Listen. Um, you was asked about my weekend. Uh, I had to do NASCAR this weekend, which oh. was phenomenal, by the way. Um, but let me tell you something I, I, I learned this weekend about NASCAR. Not, not NASCAR, the company. Okay. Uh, and, and I'll be clear on this. I'm not, when I'm taught, what I'm about to reference is not in reference to NASCAR, the company. It's the fans of NASCAR. Um, okay. they were, a t- a lot of them were were surprised to see someone that looks like me being in charge. What um, tall? No black. <laughs> 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 oh man! So I I hosted a uh, huge event for uh, Ford at NASCAR um, this weekend. I'm, I'm gonna post a video because man, being out there. What's phenomenal? I last hosted this, this event uh, two years, three years ago, two years ago, two years ago. Okay. Uh, 2020. Yep. It was the last event before everything shut down. I had literally just did NASCAR and it was phenomenal. Like I got a chance to uh, sit down and talk to a couple of the drivers. Great event, man. Great event. Uh, and I think at, as a MC, you get a chance to do a host, a host, a, a, a lot of great events. And NASCAR is just one of the events I, I hosted this past weekend. And so I had a really great time. Um, it was a really great event. And seeing the cars zoom around that track, man, I was just like, wow. Those and things the sound go bad. and the vibration. You can actually feel the cars yeah. going around the track. Yeah. Yeah. N- yeah, yeah, NASCAR fan has uh, they do have their own culture. Um, mm-hmm. and, and here's the crazy part about it, right? Is um, oftentimes uh, the fans was asking uh, 
I had workers. I had people working under me. And so they would be asking him questions and, and they would be pointing to me like he's the boss. And the, you should see, you have should have seen some of their faces like he the boss. Yeah, he the boss. Like he the boss. If he don't say it, we can't do it. So nice. So I had a great weekend and uh last night uh had a chance to be on this um this show that uh, I got a chance to first short, first show I've been on that I was able to go in the studio and in film. Um and so mm-hmm. it's called American Gypsy and uh um I had a great time there. I think I did it was about we we filmed for about an hour and some change. Um, so my weekend was great, man. I had a great time. Um, I, I know we had a show talking about like imposter syndrome when you don't you somewhere you don't feel like you belong. Did you feel like that kind of at NASCAR? Or did you feel just perfectly fine? No, you know, I, I felt like I belong because I earned it. You know, I negotiated this deal. Uh, I got it. Um and I was looking forward to it. You know, it's like NASCAR is a big deal. And mm-hmm. I at no point did I feel like I didn't belong there. You know, I felt like I'm be I'm be honest, because I can be honest with y'all. I felt like they ain't pay me enough. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what I felt like. <laughs> that's all I felt like is they didn't pay me enough, you know. Yeah. But you know, I, I felt like being there, I was supposed to be there, you know. Um I, I could say the first year I did NASCAR, uh, I didn't feel that way. Uh, mm. In 2020, I did not feel, I didn't feel like I didn't belong, but I didn't feel like, you, you know, I was just happy to be there. You know, right, 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 right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just happy. You know, sometimes when you have, when you are afforded certain opportunities, you are, you feel fortunate, mm-hmm. um, especially if, you know, there was some hardship or something that happened previous, uh, previously to you being able to do it. And so I think in 2020, I, I I was com- I was coming out of a slow season because I had been out of work uh, since like 2018, and I had spotty stuff here and there, and I was living off uh, of savings and and stuff. And so, getting that opportunity when I first started, um, when I first started getting like getting back into the industry because I had been gone for a long time. It was like just taking opportunities because I felt like at that time, that's what you need to build your to build the brand back up. And so, you know, when NASCAR, when I got the opportunity to do NASCAR, I just saw it as, man, I'm, I'm relieved. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I feel right. good about being here, but I, I don't think I, I didn't do what I did this year. Like, listen, guy, they had your boy with VIP parking up front. Uh, okay. I was just like, man, like they sent me this email and I thought it was a scam. And I showed up there. It's like, hey, did you get the email we sent you? I said, so that was y'all for real. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not clicking that link. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing it because I thought it was spam. But like, they was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we emailed you. I was like, yeah, it said NASCAR. But I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I literally went online to Google and says, is invite NASCAR a scam? You know, because. I, I wasn't sure. I know that time they let the fans circle around one time in the car. Did they let you do that? No, I, I didn't. I, 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 I had an opportunity to go because the credential I had, uh, mm-hmm. it, it got me anywhere. Like, oh, I got to tell y'all this because you just <laughs> brought that up. Seriously. So here's the thing, right? So, so uh, Root talked about the fans of NASCAR having their own culture. Right. I bullshit y'all not. I am sitting on a bench enjoying my lunch in between, I mean, on a break. And I'm just sitting there minding my business. I think I had just got off the phone with my wife. And this white woman comes by and she said, Well, look a here. I'm not I'm not bullshitting y'all. This is exactly what she said. Look a here. <laughs> you, you got the you got the big credentials. I, I was like, what is she talking about? She's like, that's the real deal right there. That, you can go anywhere with that. How did you get that? Exactly what she said to me. Wow. How did how did you get that? Wow. I was I, I want to translate that, but I won't. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, no. Translate. I want to hear it. <laughs> how did a nigger like yourself get such a privilege? <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. She might have said yeah. Negro. 
JB, come on. This is the non-colored section, sir. Yeah, so 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 mm. it was it was stuff like that, and um, Ford did this. They had this huge spin wheel, and they was giving out prizes. This other white woman came with me. Now I bullshit y'all not. This is this was reminiscent, of, and it didn't even hit me till later. You know how sometimes when people are saying things to you in a moment, and you your mind is not where their mind is, or your perception is not their perception. We're gonna talk about that too. It didn't hit me till later. I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell y'all what she said, and let's hear, <laughs> let's hear let's hear y'all thoughts on this, right? So she she said to me, "I bet you are the grand prize." What does that translate to, Mika? I don't I don't know about that one, bitch. JB, what do you think, you JB? Think, what do you think that translate to? You are the I bet you are the grand prize. Is what she said. That's what she said. Like somebody winning niggas? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I said either that or she was. Or she was trying to give you the draws. One of the two. One of the two. But I'm gonna tell you what I thought about later. I thought about so exactly what Mika said. Somebody went. Somebody winning niggas. But I thought about slavery. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, at the auctions, we were the grand prize mm-hmm. when it came to what they took home. And so right. it didn't hit me till later. Like, did she mean this, or did, and, did she mean and, what you said, JB? No, and did she? She meant that you were the you were the prize negro. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. See, see that part. That part. The best. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing what people will say to you and have no idea of how insensitive it is. Right. Right. Because right. if you asked either one of those ladies, even now today, I mean, given they happened a couple of days ago, but if you asked them now, I'm willing to bet that they had no idea that what they said was offensive. Mm-mm. I would thought it was a compliment, actually. Right. Right. In both cases. Mm-hmm. In both cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think too, when it came to the woman in the credentials, it was really more so of. How did you, as a black man, get such prestige at mm-hmm. our event? Mm-hmm. Is how I is how I perceive that in the moment. Now that that wasn't a aha moment later. That was in the moment. I said that's what you meant um, with that. And I'm not one of those people who are easily offended. Um, mm. Man, listen, in yeah. my neighborhood, right here in Los Angeles, a couple months ago, I was at the post office and a white woman called me a nigger. At the post office. What? I didn't flinch. I laughed in her face, got in my car. When I got home, told my wife about it, she was 88 hot. And I was like, it doesn't bother me because I'm not a nigger. And her ignorance has nothing to do with with my worth as a as a black man or as a man, as a person, period. So I don't care that you feel this way about me. It, it didn't ruin my day. I literally laughed out loud, got in my car, didn't even look at her again, drove off. What did, well, I can't say what did you do, because nothing deserves it. What what was it that made that come out her mouth? I was, I was coming out the post office, <laughs> literally coming out of the post office and was just walking to my car. She was having a conversation with somebody else. It had nothing to do with me. I'm just observing as I'm walking down the steps to my car because my car was parked in front of the post office. And me and her met eye to eye. And she said, you nigger. And I was like, (laughs) okay. Like, I like she got to be on some expired medication. (laughs) So I, I didn't I didn't even give it any. Any, any credence. I mean, like, I, I feel like when you start entertaining other people's ignorance, it says a lot about you, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I said what I said, her mama. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to. I don't care how old I get. I'm going to be 80 talking about your mama. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have said nothing. Just that your is mama. hilarious. That uh-uh. is hilarious. That's sad. So, so I want to get into this conversation about, um, and this is the great question for us. Do you talk to yourself about yourself? How would your perception of yourself change 
if viewed through the lens of those who love you. I want to talk about that. That is our fireside chat. It's happening right now. All right, so we we just had a conversation that wasn't even on the docket <laughs> schedule. <It> was, <laughs> and, and through that, through those conversations, understanding and realizing that how people operate in life is oftentimes due to perception. And this question was brought. So, so I'm going to ask you guys, and I'm just going to throw the question out here. Do, do you guys talk to yourself about yourselves? Absolutely. JB, have, what, what are some oh. of the things you say to you about yourself? Um, it, honestly, it, it depends on the day. It depends on the situation. Um, sometimes I, I talk to myself to, mo to motivate myself. Um, sometimes I, I talk to myself when I'm kind of thinking out loud or I'm thinking through an issue and kind of kind of walking myself through the steps on how to how to resolve an issue. Mm -hmm. um so i mean it really de de depends on the situation but but yeah I, I talk i talk to myself quite a bit okay mika i guess in that sense i do talk to myself like coach and motivate myself if i'm going out and getting dressed might be in the mirror like you were bad shit you were bad shit mm, talking to myself i talk to myself about other people too like if you do something i'm gonna be like to myself i have a whole conversation about you like I know this Negro did not, da, 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 and I will go back and forth and have a whole conversation. Okay, alone. So, so, so when we when we talk about perception, um, do you guys believe that perception is about you looking through the lens of love or fear? Hmm. I got a little bit thinking. of both. Probably yeah. a little bit of both. Good question. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of both. So, so would y'all believe me if I told you guys that every single situation, every thing or a person in our lives may be seen through one of two lenses, and that is the lens of fear or the lens of love. I did y'all hear how my voice just right? Yeah, right, 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 right. The, the, the love was a little deep. I noticed that. So 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 let's let's think about something for a second. And we are human and so we all have had various experiences in life. Um we've all went through uh one phase or another, but let's think about this. So what does fear look like? We got worry, anxiety, uh stinking thinking. You know, and I call stinking thinking is when we are, uh, when our thinking is is negative, it's like one. Mm. Y'all ever hear people just talking, and, and it's one negative thing after another. It's always mm -hmm. something bad. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. Why? Why are you doing that, me? I really don't hear people do that because I don't entertain people when they're they're that way. I can't but, have so, it. Around. You don't entertain them, but that doesn't mean yeah. they don't do it. Well, no, you can't do it if someone's not there. Like I will completely separate <laughs> myself from people like that. I don't like that type of energy in my space. Okay. Okay. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I get it. Okay. I can't All do right. it. So, so what does, what does love look like? Let's think about mm -hmm. that for a second. Appreciation, okay. gratitude, all four quarters of gratitude, concern, Admiration. empathy. Y'all okay. missed the four quarters. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. <laughs> I, I just knew when I said gratitude, me was gonna say four quarters. I caught up at I caught up at about 50 cents. I was, <laughs> I was halfway in there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um so so when we think about the power of perception, let's think about that for a second. Like okay. How, how do you perceive yourself, Mika? How do you perceive off limits, Mika, aka Mika? How do you perceive her? I perceive myself to be a great, loving, fun, uh, honest, reliable person. Just overall, a good person. That's okay. how I perceive myself. Okay. So this conversation gonna be gonna be it's gonna go. When you say you perceive yourself to be 
an overall good person? What makes you good? Um, that I think before I speak and before I do. So, and I know right from wrong. So that's what makes me good. I majority of the time, I do the right thing. <laughs> the majority of the time. Yes, ninety percent of the time, I do the that's right a, thing. That's a high percentage, Mika. It is. <laughs> <laughs> What about them other the other ten percent of the the other ten percent of the time? I mean, well, you oh wait, wait <laughs> I mean, well, those other ten. You mean well? Mean well. What does that mean? It may not be the right thing, but hey, I, I meant well. You have good intentions, right? Okay, okay, all right, Basically. all right, all right. I, I I can go with that. JB, how how do you perceive Jeffrey? Oh, is that what? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, he, I mean, he went straight government, me. I mean, right. You know I, see, I see JB right. all day, not <laughs> even today. All yeah. day. That's what we do. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. So, so you thought his name was J- JB all day? No, I just knew he wanted to be JB all day, <laughs> and and not Jeffrey any of it. <laughs> says, says it right there. Who he is? I perceive him to be JB all day. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Come on, Jeffrey. What you got? <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I, I perceive myself uh, to, to be a good person, a good man. Um, I perceive myself to be a provider. Um, I perceive myself to be a connector. Um, I, I, I strive to be, you know, the best version of myself on a daily basis. Um, I might not always hit the mark, but I try. Uh, so that that's kind of the space that I'm in. Ah, might not always hit the mark, but I try. That 10%. That, that that small percentage mm-hmm. so when you guys think about how you view yourselves be it good bad or indifferent now I look at me I don't always view myself in from the lens that other people view me as you know um, my wife tell me things about myself I've, I hear other people tell me things about myself and I don't think I have an imposter syndrome I just think I I think sometimes when it comes to me, I'm looking at my perception of myself from a standpoint of a servant. And I don't feel like I am I ain't gonna say deserving, but I'm not expecting applauses and awards and rewards for service. Um, because I feel like as a a person, it's my civic duty to help people in need if I have the ability and or the resources to do so but i also know that how we look at ourselves also affects how we operate or how we show up in life not only to people that love and care about us but how we show up in life to ourselves and so you know when i when you when i'm thinking about do you talk to yourself about yourself like what are you saying to you about you like you know you i ain't gonna say that because that that wouldn't be a true statement i was going to say nobody really thinks they're not a bad you know uh, uh they're not a bad person in a sense it, it, and i don't know how we how we come to perceive what bad versus what good is you know what what are we basing that on is that based upon some myth that we've been told or taught our entire life because y'all know i say this all the time uh, I think a host of how we operate as people is contingent upon what we were taught. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you really think about everything you know about life, about love, about about living, about working, where, where did we get this stuff from? Right. It came from. It, it was. It was indoctrinated in us by someone else who believes something, and so or someone else who believes something, and, and, and so forth and so on, and so. I wanted to talk about perception tonight because I feel like when I feel I felt like 
There's conversations I have with myself are not always good. Now, somebody else may lie and say, yeah, oh, I'm always popping myself up. No, I don't. Do, I, I, I just had this epiphany yesterday. No, this morning. Coming, I went out to the grocery store this morning to buy some stuff to cook my wife breakfast. I want to surprise her with something this morning that I had not made. And I was testing the waters. Um, y'all y'all, are probably seasoned chefs, so y'all don't have this problem. But I was scared shitless because... <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Because, because I think when you are cooking, when you cook for yourself, you can right. taste some shit and you be like, ah, it ain't. But but you know how to doctor it up to make it mm -hmm. to what you are like it. But when you cooking for somebody else and you not really, you don't have any control over their palate, it's like you just really want them to like it because if they right. don't like it now, you don't waste it. Food, money, all kind of stuff, right? Yeah, that's that's everything for someone else. Anything for you is easy. Anytime you try to yep. do something for someone else, you're trying to please them and it's, it becomes a little bit harder. Yeah. And, yep. and more stressful and <laughs> that's how you get anxiety in the kitchen. Yeah. So I had anxiety. And I'm on my phone. <laughs> I'm on my phone googling the recipes and shit because I'm trying to buy everything I need to buy to put in it. And on my way home, you know, I oftentimes, and I, again, I don't know if you guys have this, but I, I've looked at my life and I've looked at my successes. I've looked at my shortcomings, and I've, you know, especially since the pandemic, I've been saying like I've been feeling like. Uh, certain things have been going slower than other things, and I've been feeling like I was—I'd be right here, but I want to get here, but I—I I, I feel like I'm stuck here, or, you know, or you know, you in that holding pattern. You know how a plane flies, and if it can't land, it has to keep circling around a, a, a area. Uh, Sometimes I feel like I, you're in a loop. In a loop, and, and that's how I have felt here in the last year or so. Is it's a little, I think in part it was due to me getting back into the industry and now trying to find my place in the industry today versus when I was hot in it, you know. And so I think a lot of times that was like, okay, what do I do now? What do I do next? And how do I operate? And I, I got this epiphany today. Oftentimes things are slower because you you need other elements to work out beforehand you know what i'm saying and and jb you can relate to this because you are a uh a god-fearing man um i know i always joke about you being tdj son but you could be i don't know <laughs> you could be i you know could be his Ill illegitimate son no, that's gonna be his next that. introduction right, TD right, Jackson. right. I, I can't I can't say that, JB, because then I'll be disrespecting your father. Because <laughs> you you do have a daddy, right? I do. I do. Do you know your daddy? I, oh, I do. Just spoke to him a few minutes ago. <laughs> just, just a few minutes ago. I hope he ain't watching. Sir, if you watch it. <laughs> Why is that? Is that a question? Do you know your daddy? Right, right. Okay. Like that. And I feel I feel like you just uh said yeah, you, you just you just did that woman thing from the from the uh, NASCAR, like, do you know your daddy? <laughs> like, like, would you have asked that to Paul? <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm, I was asking uh, Mr. All Day because <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey. <laughs> Uh, look at it. Melissa said, "JB, all four quarters." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is Mama named Jeffrey? I'm gonna call him Jeffrey. I'm gonna call him Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, I, I led with that because I didn't want them to go into a, a dialogue about his father if he didn't know him, and then that bring up some type of trauma that uh -huh. he didn't. Yeah, nah, you know, aren't you I considerate? Yeah. So I thought about as I'm saying that because I, I always joke about him being T.D. Jake's uh, son, and then today I, I added to that uh, by saying he couldn't be his illegitimate son. Then I thought about as I'm saying, I'm thinking well, what if this nigga got a daddy? Right, right, right. right. And I'm sitting there like, yo, could T.D. Jake's be my daddy? Yeah. Because <laughs> right. somebody has been a different type like, of show. Right, right, right. But look, uh, get this, Mika. Somebody see they be like, you know what? He do look like T.D. Jake. <laughs> see how you start, and that's how rumors get started. And right then, there. there you go. You know, rooms are starting, but it hit me like so. JB, I, I thought about like this like, oftentimes, so that God's word doesn't, 
and I ain't trying to be religious. Let me just say that. I, but, you know, so, because he can't lie, you know, certain things have to align in, in certain ways. Right. So in order for this to work, sometimes we think, oh, in our minds, because of our perception, we want things right away. Microwave. We want fast, fast, fast. We want this, 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 this. And oftentimes when things are not going in that direction, we lose our confidence. We lose in some cases, belief in our ability to do certain things and not realizing things have to align. Now, I got to say this because this, this is when I got home, this happened after I got home, right? I had a thing in my mailbox and sometimes I don't check the mailbox because I'll be like, oh, that's just another bill. Some, they always want my goddamn money. <laughs> I saw this envelope and I was like, my wife didn't take it out of the mailbox, so maybe it is a bill. <laughs> so I went and got it, right? Open it up and I'm reading it. And guess who it was? Y'all just ain't gonna guess. <laughs> I, when people be like, guess Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> why, Mika? Why would, why would JB? Why would no, it's not JB. You said Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay why would Jay-Z yeah. send me something in the mail? <laughs> because you are fence and you got a hundred top hundred black podcast and you are number two hundred on Apple out of fifty-five thousand. I'm not. I'm not. We are we two hundred on Apple? Are we just is that what top two hundred? Oh, top two hundred. Like we're in the top one hundred, but we number ten. So I that's why. That's why I don't Jay-Z. remember what number we are in Apple. Um, Let's send some mail. No, so it was the student loan people. Dale, you and better not say they canceled them. They they paid off my student loan. I ain't got no more student loan. Who wow. did that? And where can I find it? <laughs> what a blessing! What? <laughs> Listen, dude, I was determined I was never gonna pay them folks. I'm not either. I will fake my I will fake my death. I will go back to school. I will they can come get this degree. Like Negro in the frame. JB, Mika says she would fake her death. <laughs> fake her death. Right. I would right. be unalive. I'm not giving them that money. Did, did you say unalive? I will be I, I will unalive myself. <laughs> yes. Yo, so I was, I was, now I read the letter and I was like, that's a blessing. What they mean? They done updated my account. Like, if you want to see this, uh, go to the link. I was like, oh no, that's a trap. They just trying to get my updated information. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I go into, I go into the system. Now I'm going to tell y'all how I have been ducking and dodging them like child support, like child support court. I ain't got no kids, but that's how I was ducking and dodging student loan people because I was determined. I wasn't going to pay them. So I have to create, I had to create an account in order to, to view my status because I didn't have no account with them. And so when I went in and looked at, clicked on my loan, it said paid in full. Mm. Wow. I I like them three words. Now, y'all know we just talked about this on the show last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. We did. Mm-hmm. You, you spoke it up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Wow. So I, I said that to say about perception and how we view things and how we view ourselves and how we view others in, in a sense. And I really, I really thought this would be um, a great conversation because perception isn't something we think about often like but it's a huge impact on the think about this was like our emotional state uh our behavior um our perception defines who we believe we are how we believe our interactions with others and and, well i'll say how our interactions with others should go right but more importantly it's how we believe the world should operate. Mm-hmm. It's our perception. It's, right. uh, it's, it's all these things. And we view all our experiences and our conflicts through this lens of how we perceive life in the world and others. And ultimately, ultimately, I believe our perception of any experience we have, which is kind of why I brought up uh, trauma, because again, when you have experienced any kind of trauma in life, no matter what it is, it literally shapes you in some aspect or, or another, you know what I'm saying? But 
our perception of an experience that creates how we feel about it, it, it creates, and it's, it's, here's the thing. It's not the event itself. In turn, it's our feelings. And our feelings determine our behavior. It, re, it determines our reactions to any situation. And this is one of the things, um, me and my wife were watching this podcast. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. No, it was this morning. It was this morning. And y'all ever hear people talking, whether it be, you know, people you know or strangers, and y'all listen to their mindsets? Y'all ever done that? Like, mm-hmm. ever yeah. pay attention to that? Mm-hmm. And you, or, or, let me tell you something I do. I, like, when I'm reading blog sites, and I'm, I'm you know, like, headline story, uh, off limits, uh, strips in the middle of Las Vegas, and you start reading See the comments. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was Nevada. It was, it was another part. Nevada. It was another part of uh, Nevada. It was in Vegas. <laughs> it was like Tahoe. See? You, right. You didn't even read the caption, right? Mm-hmm. But think about what you just said, right? So, 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 what I would do is look at the comments every time I read a blog, uh, a headline, or whatnot, or mm-hmm. you know, live in the story. I always go down to the comments straight to them. <laughs> it it shapes how. When you look at what people are saying, it gives you an idea of how people think. It does. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and that's why I comment before I read other comments, because you could have a thought and then you start reading how others feel. And it could kind of you're like, oh, I didn't now I feel like that or I didn't know I feel like that. So I try to comment when I read something, I try to comment pure me and then I'll read before my perception gets changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's good. That's good. So, so think about this, right? <clears throat> Who has the power of your perception? Is it you or is it somebody else? It should be you. It should be. But going back to your previous question about talking about people operating out of love or out of fear, uh-huh. I read an article a couple of years ago and it was saying that the majority of people operate out of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it was saying, it was kind of talking about how a lot of people have a tendency to talk themselves out of things. Mm. Um, mm. And it could be good or bad, but we, but, and they were kind of just kind of saying that the difference, I, man, I, I'm going to look back and see if I can find this article, but it was kind of going back to what uh, Off Limits said about being good and about being ethical because everybody's perception of ethics is different. Uh-huh. And, and and because of that, that's why they were kind of saying that it's not really possible to necessarily be a good person because somebody's somebody's good could be somebody's okay or uh-huh. not good at all based sense. off their ethics and how they were raised. That's a good point, JB. I'm sorry, Jeffrey. Which which one? All day. <laughs> <laughs> Just call him all day. Start <laughs> calling him all day. <laughs> <laughs> Most people trust the perception of the ones they look up to before themselves. Mm. Interesting perspective. Um, let's talk about the power of perception. What do y'all think the power of perception is? Yeah, I mean, it can it it can be <sighs> it can be really good or it can be really bad. Oh, um, yeah. if you don't have that uh, that inner inner judgment within yourself you can really find yourself making some horrible decisions if especially if you're mm-hmm. one of these people who don't really consider the consequences of your decisions uh-huh. and, and i think a lot of times especially when you know i know for me anyway when i was you know younger man i would make some decisions and i, and I would look back and be like what in the world was i thinking like what how did right. i get here and, right. and, when, and and so now i find myself thinking try or, or trying to think 10 steps ahead before mm. I even make a decision because I want to make sure that I'm making the right decision because now it's not just me. I have a family that depends on me. So I, right. I can't get out of line too much or they feel the brunt of my bad decisions. Mm. And then I think people have so much power with uh, perception. You could do something and it, it could be good, bad or in between. And all it takes is a group of people to take it and run with it. And if a lot of people come up and perceive you to be a certain way, I could see you sitting back looking like, am, am I like that? Because, you know, one person say something, you're like, whatever. 
mm-hmm. you know, and in social media times, now 2,000 people are saying the same thing. Like, basically, it has to be true now. That part, that part. So, so, so let me ask you this question, Mika, while you're here. The power of perception would say no one can make you angry without your permission. You believe that to be true? I believe that to be 100% true. I don't believe anyone can make me anything. How I react to anything you do is absolutely on me. Okay. JB, what do you think about that? Yeah, I totally agree. You just proved that. I mean, the fact that that lady could call you a nigger at the the post office and and you did the way that you did. Uh-huh. I think that was a prime example of not allowing someone else to control your emotions. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I mean, I mean, that's a, for, for you to have that kind of reaction to just get in your car and leave. I'm sure you probably pissed that lady off even more. Even that more. Was, that wasn't the reaction that she was looking for. From you. Yeah, uh, people okay. people want a reason to behave that way. If you would have punched her, or I punched her because she made me punch her in her face because she said this. Mm-hmm. No, she said this. She shouldn't have. You made a choice to punch her in her face, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether it's right or wrong, it was still your choice. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, 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 I believe this. Anytime you believe that someone or something has made you angry, sad, or even happy, you give your power away. Mm-hmm. Y'all I believe agree. that? Mm-hmm. I agree, hundred percent. Well, think about this, right? Every day we send a message to somebody. Um, when we say things like, uh, well, let me ask this question, JB, do your, does your wife say your kids don't make me call your, da- don't make me call your father? Yeah. <laughs> yes, she right? will. yes, she will. Yeah. Or we'll hear things like, look at what you made me do. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm, now I'm running late for work. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm late for this, you know, now I'm, now I'm this, uh, these children mm-hmm. are driving me crazy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You made a Mika, choice. Mika, you say that cause I see your little TikTok video. You be <laughs> That's all. That's driving you crazy. I love my kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But he does. You you make me so mad, right? Yeah. And not not realizing that in saying things like that, look at how we have like how we have perceived uh, ourselves and our own power or the lack thereof. Right. Because we're giving authority, we're relinquishing our authorities to someone else. And think about this in our world, the world that we live in right now. How many people believe that somebody else is responsible for their happiness? I'm not happy with you. Well, why you ain't happy? Why you didn't bring happiness into this relationship or this friendship? Why you why you not happy at your job? Your job didn't make you unhappy. Your job. Is your your job is not even responsible for your happiness. You know mm-hmm. what they're responsible for? Giving you a paycheck for your service. I was gonna say just that bitch how a lot of people, you know, and nothing wrong with it. They like to tell their other half, you just make me so happy. Uh-huh. I used to do that. And I think a lot of times we just say stuff. I actually say, I am so happy with you, meaning I'm happy and I'm glad <laughs> that I can stay happy with you because I've right. been so miserable with someone. So um, and then we, when you say you make me, you make me, I just think we get used to saying that we aren't actually giving anyone power. That's like me saying, Finch, you make me sick. I'm not literally over here like ill. It's, right. I think we just, it's just terms that whole, you make me this, you make me that. But So you don't believe that what we say is what we believe and what we say comes from within us in our hearts sometimes i do think that but then sometimes i just think especially today we're in a world of just saying catchy things and just saying Mm -hmm. things we've heard a lot of times we're just saying you you, you're driving me crazy but you're not literally driving me crazy i'm perfectly sane and good you know mental health it's just i'm saying that like you're you're over here driving me absolutely crazy you're driving me up a wall if i said that nobody's picturing me shooting up the wall it's just (laughs) i think all these things are just figures of speech and just things we say sometimes but we do actually sometimes like you said actually tell people you make me so happy and some people really mean that because when they don't make them happy they're no longer happy right that part that part and since you're still sitting in in the seat right now I'm, i'm gonna ask you that do you believe that whomever you put in charge of your feelings, you put in charge of you? You you, you give do. up you you give up your authority, your responsibility, and your respect. And this yeah, is what everything. leaves a lot of people feeling powerless. Yeah, feelings 
emotions is about the biggest thing you have. If you give that to someone, you, you just might as well attach the strings. They're controlling your every everything, your your happiness, your fear, your, you know, every emotion, sad, nervous. You're gonna let this person dictate that about you. That's too much for me. Right. And, and you believe that by doing so, you are you yourself have become a puppet. Basically, you can't even tell me which hair to put on today. You're not gonna tell me how to feel. <laughs> 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 ain't nobody gonna tell you nothing huh nothing you can offer some <laughs> constructive constru uh, uh, criticism but we're not gonna tell and uh -huh. i'm still gonna do whatever makes me happy but i'm open to listen you believe in con constructive criticism i do absolutely yeah yes some people really have it look at, look at y'all perception what what about constructive feedback yes Ooh, definitely are those two the same are those two I think uh, so. For, for the, uh, but this, they're very similar at the very yeah. Hey, tell um, me how, Jay. Well, I'm sorry, well, I'm sorry. Mr. All Day, tell me how. <laughs> <laughs> and then it has oh. to be warned. I don't like unsolicited. Like, <laughs> if, if I didn't ask you. Well, well, you, well you, 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 that, that, that is a true statement. I mean, I, I, would, I would prefer to ask for it in advance before it comes. But, you know, but but when you're working in uh, like I worked in corporate America for for a number of years, uh -huh. and you know it was really that con constructive feedback or constructive uh -huh. criticism that kind of helped me move along in my career. Because if, uh -huh. it, if it was coming from a real place, and I was in a place where I could receive the constructive criticism, I could take that in and and become the, a better version of me in the workplace. Uh -huh. So I mean, so, so you can you can use them both in the same manner. And but the key the word criticism. is constructive. Mm -hmm. That is a key word there, uh, mm -hmm. off limits. It but is. Let me ask you this question, uh, Mr. Alday. Um, so with it being constructive criticism, is it not someone being a critic and that critic, that criticism being critical to how you how you feel about you, how you think about you in that aspect, and then more so importantly, how you operate versus the feedback, which is what in some cases would say is is designed to enhance you and get your ass off the fence. Yeah. And, and it's all about the perception of the person who's receiving the feedback or receiving him the using the topic and the subject. To, oh, look at him. Oh, oh professional <laughs> well, and stuff. Well, I mean, because it kind of goes back to what, what Mika said earlier about when, when you have that person that's that's around you, that's constantly negative. And uh -huh. if all you hear is this person's uh, spewing negative comments, then yeah, that's probably naturally going. You're not going to take that that criticism well coming from them because they're mm -hmm. always negative. But but if but if it's someone who who you respect, if it's someone that that you know really has your best interests at heart, it's a mm -hmm. little easier to take that feedback and run with it. Mm -hmm. mm. What you think, Meek? I agree, a hundred percent. It depends. That per that's a perfect example. Someone. Also, someone that's just kind of lost out there. You don't have to be a negative person. I'm not saying you have to be where you need to be, but if you have no clue where you're going, I may not be so prone to listen to you trying to guide me. Um, but definitely in the workplace, I'm in corporate America. I, I have superiors and I'm a, I'm, I'm like a sponge when they're talking to me. I'm soaking in all the feedback, constructive criticism, anything that they have to make me better. And I do adjust. I hear that. And I'm like, okay, they're saying if I just move this way, you know, this might be a little better. I might, you know, get where I want to go a little bit faster. So yeah, I will adjust according to feedback and perception. All right, all right. And especially if it's going to help to help to enlarge the bag. In the bag. <laughs> old Jeffrey is on it tonight. Yes, he is. <laughs> I, I gotta be old. <laughs> Somebody's perception of Jeffrey. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so funny. Um, what what do you guys think before we uh, move from this subject? What do you guys think about what what are the effects of placing others in charge of us? Like when we believe that others can make us behave a certain way, do y'all believe we naturally believe that we should be able to make other people behave a certain way? And and, and are both of those beliefs myths? 
No. No, nah, I don't think it's a myth. Root says it best. People should people the way they people. And mm-hmm. I, and I think when you when you don't, when you let other people, you kind of enslave yourself when you move off perception of other people. Just think about um, like when you're in a relationship, the the 90 day rule, a woman wanting to sleep with that guy on the first night. But he mm-hmm. says she thinks he's going to perceive me to be a hoe. Um, not saying you're missing anything, but if, if that's how you want to be fluent, you're, you may be missing out on something or that's just one example. But just say you think about that with everything like, oh, I want to go there. But if I go there, I may be perceived to be uppity. You know, my friends are a little bit more down to earth and now I'm going to or vice versa. My mm-hmm. friends are really snooty. And if I go to this hood bar tonight, my friends are going to perceive me to be a ghetto chick. And, you know, they may not want to hang out with me anymore. And you may be missing out on the time of your life worrying about what how others perceive you. Mm. Okay. You got any thoughts on that, uh, Mr. All Day? Yeah, man. I mean, it's it, it, if you uh, give people uh, or make people in charge of your emotions, um, you, you can you can make the, make yourself be a real a real unstable person. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about the, the number of people, well, maybe not so much now because well, I guess we're still in a pandemic, but pre-pandemic, I mean, the amount of people that, you know, we would run into on a daily basis, you know, depending on what you what you do for a living was, mm-hmm. was a lot. So so if you're constantly worried about the you know, other people's perception of you and your, and your emotions are tied to other people's perception, mm-hmm. man, it, it really shows a, a incompleteness within yourself. It is. Are we yeah, really still in the pandemic, Mr. All Day? <laughs> I mean, that's what they say. I mean, off and on. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it depends on where you are. <laughs> it's all over. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I think you're definitely handicapping yourself. You can be in the house and you're like, "Oh, I want to, I want to go out with that guy," but my friends are going to say something because I made more to him. Oh, I want to go out here tonight, but no, my friends gonna, or my dude gonna be like, "You go to the club too much." I want to wear this outfit. Nah, my family probably look. Say, I look like a Jezebel. Like, so now you just sitting there. Like, I want to do everything you want to do. You putting the next person in your mind. And so, what do you want to wear? Where do you want to go? And who do you want to date? Hey, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, get your ass off the fence.